This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. It's another apocalyptic prediction about to come true. Winds of death sweep across the world, and whole continents will be cast adrift in an ocean of blood. Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, action, exploitation, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1970s to today. Be sure and check out reallyawfulmovies.com for reviews, interviews, lists, and terrific movie giveaways. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 31, Hunt to Kill. Now, Hunt to Kill, it's a heist movie. Heist movie gone bad, and an, a movie gone bad. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a high school. It's a heist movie gone bad. It's a it's a survival movie gone yeah. bad. And as you said before, it's a movie gone bad. And uh, this and, movie stars yeah. uh, the one, the only, the Texas Rattlesnake, uh, Austin three sixty himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And uh, in an earlier podcast, we were talking about uh, wrestlers who uh, tried to make the transition into movie stardom and basically that list is really short it yeah. one, one being, yeah. that being Dwayne Johnson The Rock I mean we did have Rowdy Piper and They Live who delivered mm-hmm. a great performance but uh, yeah and Andre the Giant you know it delivered a one-off performance exactly. but I mean, he was yeah. a pr- pretty much a detraction from it he couldn't understand a word of his marble mouthed uh, French accent thing, right but, but Princess Bride but then yeah. you know I mean Piper is more uh, usually, you're more likely to see him now in Wife Swap than you would <laughs> yeah. in, uh, you know with Ric Flair than you would in like uh, you know an A-list Hollywood film and it's funny because because, uh, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold, I mean, they were the two guys that ushered in the Attitude Era of wrestling. They were the two guys who basically took wrestling to heights heretofore unseen since mm-hmm. the glory days of Hulkamania. Who was bigger, who was more popular, it was very difficult to say. I yeah, mean, neither of them were particularly good wrestlers, and they both have had really pretty killer finishing moves that they were really emphatic but they their careers were basically launched from the mic but so exactly. they were I mean, incredible they were on the mic despair. I mean, yeah. you know if you know you have the rock with you can smell the rock is cooking you have Stone Cold Steve Austin because you know Austin 316 said so and on and on and on yeah. but you know and then when it came to uh, movie stardom I mean their past could not be more divergent yeah. because you know you have again uh Dwayne Johnson starring in all these big budget Hollywood vehicles whether they're movies for Disney whether they're you know Franchise movies like G.I. Joe or Fast and the mm-hmm. Furious or what have you. And then you got Stone Cold starring in, with the exception of The Expendables, where he was yeah. in the, the first Expendables, he's starring in a bunch of straight-to-video shit. Yes, and, and that's a good uh, transition, because <laughs> speaking of The Expendables, we got everyone's favorite uh, B-level sibling. I was er- 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 yeah, I, like there's you know Frank and Sly Stallone, right, right, and then right. there's uh, Eric Roberts, of course the brother of uh, very successful Julia Roberts. Julie Roberts. Yep. And he, he plays Stone Cold's partner, right. and it's amazing he even gets billing on on the on the DVD or in the movie poster because mm-hmm. he's in this thing for all of five minutes. Exactly. Um, Stone Cold plays uh, Rhodes, um, and <laughs> Roberts plays Davis, and they're two uh, border patrol agents. 
Yes, and they're about to bust a meth lab. And they're and that, te- yeah, and they're they're in Texas. And, yeah, um, Texas in in air quotes is like it's, yeah, exactly. Doesn't look a lick like Texas. Every time every time we mention a geographical location, <laughs> it's in air quotes, and we'll explain that in a moment or two. And they're about to they're about to <laughs> bust a meth lab. Uh, not that they knew it was a meth lab. I think no, just, but they had their suspicions. Yeah, well, they thought it was, yeah, yeah, it was a, a trailer in the middle of nowhere that uh, exactly. has no one living in it. <laughs> and I mean, first of all. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Eric Roberts, well, chances are you are Eric Roberts, but <laughs> yeah, or, or his agent. <laughs> honestly, I mean, like I said before, um, he is—he's literally in the movie for all of five minutes. Yeah. I mean, the whole—the whole purpose of Eric Roberts, who by the way looks twenty years too old to be, you know, a cop, yeah, to or be a functioning border services exactly, agent. Yeah. Exactly. The whole point of him is to get you know blown away and uh, provide a little bit of pathos for uh, for Stone Cold and to give him an, uh, an item an item mm-hmm. uh, that will come to handy come to yeah. prominence later on into this yes. piece of shit but anyway so yeah so they I mean they bust this meth lab and of course uh, Roberts is like oh there's nothing to worry about let's just go in da 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 well yeah. you know it's foreshadowing the fact everyone's going to go everyone's going to go to shit <laughs> I think right? a guy who's like pushing 70 wouldn't be that impulsive because <laughs> <laughs> as they go in I mean you know they look around and they see okay well there's this looks like a discarded meth lab and all of a sudden you see these uh, stereotypical you know um Latino, uh, yeah, goons. goons coming out of the uh, this like hole in the I don't in, know in the floor. floor. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, where did they get this? Oh, they emerge from the floorboard. Yeah, exactly. Was there like I guess they dug some sort of tunnel underneath or something? And you know they pump uh, Roberts full of lead, and then all of a sudden uh, this um, uh, flammable material starts to set on fire, and uh, so cold has. Well, I mean, you know, there's a whole like, oh, I gotta save you. And Roberts like, no, no, save yourself. And I mean, yeah, of you course, know, yeah, save yourself. There's no, there's no sense. I'm, I'm doomed. You know, exactly. just go. Yeah. And yeah. The, the cliches pile up fast and furious. <laughs> and uh, one of the cliches, of course, in action films is the man that can survive the explosion. Yeah. So as this without, uh, without being deafened or without. You know, really, uh, you know, any cloud damage whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy. So not only okay. So basically, the left, the meth lab explodes in pretty inglorious fashion. Yeah. It's a very low budget movie, yeah. and not only does Stone Cold not look back, which nobody ever looks back and explodes. No, and no one ever takes cover. They always jump or they get shot through space, but no so, one ever tries to find like a tree to hide behind. <laughs> he leaps. Yeah, you leap, and then the, the explosion happens behind. And him. of course, there's just there's slow mo. Yeah. And, and then there's the credits, the opening credits. Of course, and no effect on his hearing whatsoever. Right. And, and the, Typical of explosions. And so they say, and then there's the opening credits, and in the credits it says, starring Eric Roberts. It should have said, start Eric Roberts, because that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no more Eric Roberts. I mean, he's done. Yeah. Waiting for his next uh, B-movie paycheck to come through. But anyway, so. And any action, worth, action film worth its salt has an object, an object of affection. Uh, whether it's the picture of the wife or the picture of the daughter that that is imbued with meaning and the hero looks to it for inspiration mm-hmm. to survive the hail of bullets or terrorists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's no exception. We got a watch, a very meaningful watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, that, that was the object that was given to him by, uh, by Roberts. But then yeah. there's, there's also a picture, too. There's a picture of his daughter as well. <laughs> wow. And, right? <laughs> two for so one. Yeah. Two for one. But, um, so now we can talk about the heist. Mm-hmm. So, so that sets the tone. So we got this uh, lawman, mm-hmm. and he's obviously damaged goods because he's just seen his partner... Uh, get gunned down by baddies. Now we switch over to a different set of baddies. Well, uh, yeah. So, so uh, okay. So basically, uh, he goes from Texas. Now he's in Montana, right? Mm-hmm. They flash forward. Air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, after a bit of establishing, okay, this is uh, Road to New Life in Montana. Then we see the baddies, and they're in Reno. 
air quotes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Reno, of course, uh, a hub of, of gambling and yep. prostitution. This could not look any less like Reno if it was, you know, you know, Bangkok. This, this was, uh, <laughs> by the looks of it, it was just Vancouver. Well, this whole movie was Vancouver. That's the whole thing. I mean, whether it was Texas, Reno, Montana, it was Vancouver. I guess they just took a gamble on nobody noticing. There you go. Yeah. Roll the dice. So yeah, so uh, we have we, we see this bunch of bad guys, and uh, of course it's uh, you know you have your your older guy, you have yeah. your hothead, you have your female, <laughs> you have your African American. Yeah. There was an African American. Yes, there. yes. Yep. You have your sort of uh, computer whiz, and they're uh, you know ostensibly uh, racing away from a casino where they yeah they committed a heist yeah. Of, um, Money and mm-hmm. um, now you know we're going to talk about heist films for a moment or two. Now you know usually in these heist movies, these caper movies, right? <laughs> it's never like two or three guys. It's usually a group, right? In yeah. the sense that like each person has their own um, skill set that they bring to the heist. Yeah, now, similar to a mercenary movie. You got it. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, ostensibly they're supposed to get along and bring their skill set to the heist, and then everybody convenes once it's all over and yeah. done with, and they, and split, they split the, the money, money and they go their amicable. So yeah, ways. so you're now, saying there's no honor among thieves? There, have you ever <laughs> seen it happen in a heist movie? I haven't seen the Ocean's <laughs> Eleven movie, so I don't know. Was there any like was there double crossing in Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen, Fourteen? Mm, well, I don't know. I don't okay, know. yeah, because in every fucking heist movie, there's always a double crosser. Yeah, if not one, there's two. Why can't there just be a heist where everyone's like, can we just get along and split the money and go our separate ways? No, there's got to be a double cross. So, yeah. what happens? Well, the double cross is uh, perpetrated by the older, uh, you know, a gray-haired, more esteemed member of the group. And he has, uh, I guess, uh, trapped his buddies in, in a warehouse. Well, it's interesting because when they open up, he somehow absconded. So, when they open mm-hmm. up the, yeah. the bag of money, instead of finding money, they find a whole bunch of just, like, Couple of paper and a yeah. bomb attached to a cell phone. Yeah. Whereas this old guy is like speeding away with the actual money. Yeah. Which leads us to this extremely ridiculous scene where they have to defuse the bomb. Yeah. Right? And uh, <laughs> his second in command is apparently an expert in, uh, in you know, in uh, bomb diffusion. In, yeah, and improvised explosive devices. Yeah, this, is not, <laughs> this is not the hurt locker, okay? Because you know, basically, you know, it is pretty hurting. Yeah. It is hurting, but I mean. You know, you would think that to defuse a bomb would require a little bit more than just... Just taking a pair of pliers and picking one wire, and then that's it. Snipping it, exactly. (laughs) Um, So that was pretty much the most ridiculous bomb diffusion scene I've ever seen. And uh, it should be noted that his second command is played by noted Canadian character actor Gil Bellows. You may not know the name, but you know the face. The guy's been in anything that was filmed in Canada, which is supposed to be filmed in the States... Gil Bellows is in it. Yeah. In this movie, but his, I guess his most high-profile role was in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and less less so, he was known for his uh, role as a lawyer in Ally McBeal, sort of a forgettable 90s um, legal sitcom. Yeah, I've never uh, seen that. Yeah, I mean, no one has. No one has, well, yeah. yeah. But in, in Shawshank, he played Tommy. He played mm-hmm. the person who was sort of like the, the JD, and then all of a sudden he kind of had a change of heart and wanted to, uh, you know, reveal some um, information that would... Um, Exonerate uh, Andy, yeah, and then he ends up getting killed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spoilers for Shawshank. But anyway, and and as with any heist movie, there's a there's obviously we've already seen here there's a battle for power. Every heist movie has a number one who and a number two who resents that number one and wants to wrest control from him. So this is the same, and obviously with more uh, incentive to do so as the number one has made off like a bandit, <laughs> literally with boatload of cash, leaving all his compatriots in this pathetic warehouse and. Luckily, Gil Bellows, I forget the character's name. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he is, yeah, you know, an incendiary device, a diffusing expert. He mm-hmm. clips that wire, and they are saved. But they are pissed. 
Oh. And they want their money and they want revenge. And they want revenge. Mm -hmm. Which leads them to... This propelled the plot, really, right here. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. they're they're hunting for this uh, their leader and former leader and and the the, the, the funds. Right. And this takes them to Montana, Montana, yeah. uh, slash British Columbia, yeah. Canada, and it takes them into the wilderness, mm -hmm. where, as it so happens, Stone Cold Steve Austin, aka Rhodes, mm -hmm. is is living a more subdued life. I guess he's yep. abandoned the, the chasing uh, Mexicans across the border for uh, the more, you know, the subdued confines of uh, the great state of Montana. Mm -hmm. He's got, of course, this is another action movie cliche. He's got the daughter, no, he's, he's the, the obnoxious daughter, yep, yep, yep. and they're having problems. Oh. <laughs> Every surprise. action movie, they yeah. have problems that are resolved by the action star. Exactly. It happened, know, in, saving it happened, the day. It happened in Die Hard in one of the yeah. sequels. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's still in law enforcement, but you know, he's, he's uh, you know, I guess he's... He's been, mellowed with age. He's yeah. mellowed with age, and now he's in Montana, and he's, uh, and um, his daughter, who's a petulant little brat, mm -hmm. uh, gets uh, picked up for shoplifting. Yeah. So what what a what a conversion. I mean, who would have who would have thought that this could happen? But I mean, she gets picked up for shoplifting in this podunk town. And this podunk <laughs> this, sheriff yeah, is yeah. like you know grilling her, and of course, yeah. oh, don't call my daddy. Yeah, it's like Andy of Mayberry, a shitty, exactly. shitty sheriff who's exactly. never you know discharged his weapon or maybe seen any crime whatsoever in his in his career. Right. And then he brings her into the uh, into, into the his station, office. Yeah. And she's being grilled, and of course, there they host uh, Rhodes gets called in to yeah uh, the disappointed father. But, oh, how embarrassing! He gets on, called in, but en route. To Rhodes going to collect his daughter, Bellows and his goons, yeah. for lack of a better term, bust in, demanding something. Don't even remember. It must have been, I guess, a means of getting out of there, or well, probably they, weapons. They wanted, yeah, and they wanted to find their way to navigate the, uh, their way through the forest of Montana yeah. because they wanted because that's where their uh, where the number one who had spent the money was supposedly um, <laughs> making his haste retreat across yeah. the border to Canada. Yeah. And, um, and we had to research this to see if Montana actually abuts it actually Canada, abuts yeah abuts be British Columbia yeah yeah which it does. So luckily, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Bellows, I mean, all, I mean, he's a bit of a hothead. I mean, he'll just blow away somebody willy-nilly at a moment's notice. I mean, the guy is, uh, first of all, I mean, he, you know, I hate to say because he's a Canadian, but the guy's a terrible actor. And I mean, he's <laughs> overacting like, you know, left, right, and center. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and um, he's got this, this really stupid line where he goes, uh, I guess kind of paraphrasing Forrest Gump, you know, life is like a carton of milk. Everyone has an expiration date, mm. and then he just blows one person away and blows another person away. <laughs> so, of course, then we have, you know, we have Stone Cold, and he's supposed to be like, oh, well, hey, yeah, oh, he, he happens upon this, uh, this you know, this this uh, situation right, right in, the, in the in the little tiny cop shop, and mm -hmm. you know he tries to diffuse things by saying you know like whoa whoa you know no need for violence here guys uh, he doesn't divulge that that is his daughter right but he like, says I'll don't hurt the girl but don't hurt the girl, girl. Let the girl go yeah right like that's the, another quintessential <laughs> you know staple of the action film so of course uh, he knows the woods better than anybody else and. Oh, this is so absurd. Like Montana is what one of the largest states in the U.S. There's thousands and thousands of square miles. How in the fuck would they find some guy in a van with money? How the hell? Like no, but at this point, I don't get it. He was he was, he was <laughs> absconding by foot through the forest. Yeah. Oh, I guess he was by foot. But I mean, okay, he's a criminal. Yeah. He's armed. Okay. Like, he can't just grab a vehicle and go somewhere, or can't he just stay put? Like he knows these guys are after him. Right. Like, 
Montana is large enough and the woods are big enough that this is just a, basically a wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So, I mean, so called like sort of like, a, I guess, a Bear Grylls type, kind of like the Survivor Man. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. and so he knows the woods, you know, and he's like, I can get you through and find your friend and blah, 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 you know, get you to Canada as long as you don't hurt the girl. And of course, by saying of don't course, hurt the yeah. girl, that's basically telling the, the thieves, take the girl. Take you know? the girl, yeah. And, and there you go. So he's. He's this uh, Davy Crockett. He knows his way around the wilderness type guy, and then he proceeds to lead this this gang of uh, thugs through the uh, Montana slash uh, BC, BC woods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know, as we said before, I mean, there's no one amongst amongst thieves. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, they're they're Stone Cold is helping them, but we know that you know once yeah. once he outlives his usefulness, they're going to dispatch with him, right? Yeah. And uh, at one point, uh, that is the case where um, they um, fire out, you know, they fill up with a bit of lead, and he uh, falls. Mm-hmm. He falls uh, down, uh, I guess, uh, thirty to forty meters down a cliff face. Yeah, reminiscent of uh, Dakota in uh, Strike Commando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although this one he's got some lead in him, and uh, of course he survives. Oh, of course. Why yeah. wouldn't he survive? Now and this. Yeah, and of course, as as we said, he outlived his usefulness when they figured out that, really, that the daughter also, uh, you know, she's a chip off the old block. Mm-hmm. She also knows the wilderness. She knows how to d- detect due north without a compass. Mm-hmm. She can navigate her the, her way through the woods like any, you know, uh, you know, logger or whatever backwoods Canadian might. And, and we so, should say at this point it has been revealed because I mean, obviously, it has been revealed that he and, is. Know, the father he is, he is <laughs> like Ori Povich would say you yeah. are you are the father and this yeah, I guess to go back a little bit yeah when uh, his daughter is being played with a little bit too rough then of course Stone Cold jumps to the rescue beats the shit out of the guy blah 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 mm-hmm. anyway back to yeah he's filled with lead uh, sent down a rock face mm-hmm. uh, he's well before he was sent down a rock face he was conscripted to descend the rock face to find the bag of money. Right. Yes, so, that, yes. And th- this is where the, the fucking watch comes into play. Because yeah. Because it just so happens that this watch, I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty cool looking watch, but I mean... It's yeah, not like, only is it of value for nostalgic purposes that mm-hmm. it belonged to his deceased friend, but it, if you unfurl the band, it's like 300 feet of the like most high-tech rope. rope. Hook, yeah. yeah. And so he he's able to you know lower himself down a cliff to find the bag of you know, get the bag of money once they finally do yep. find the bag of money, uh, and again yeah he's outlived his usefulness so they they, they, they pump him full of lead he's done with but of course you know like the phoenix rising from the ashes so does uh, Austin three sixteen yeah and um, this leads to the obligatory uh, tending to your own wound scene you know yeah this is, every this is, this is how we know that you know the, the action hero is a tough guy because he can like tend to his own wounds I mean yeah. we've seen this in. In, in Rambo, right? We've yeah. seen this in, in uh, Die Hard. Um, I remember that scene in Die Hard where McLean is picking out the Glossmer's foot, and that was like, that was a cringe worthy yeah, scene. Yeah, that was, that like, was intense. Like, this guy was like, you know, I mean, this guy's been through the ringer and back, right? Um, here you have uh, Austin tending to uh, like a, a bullet wound in his in his side. In his side. Yeah. And it looks like a scrape. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like it looks like something you just want to throw a bandaid on and, you know, give it a few days and it's gone, right? And, well, he, not only does he have a degree in nursing, apparently, or he's got a paramedics background, but mm-hmm. as luck would have it, there's certain survival implements that are hanging from the treetops in the middle of Montana. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Deus Ex Machina? I don't know. Exactly. It, it just, 
Yeah, I guess the survival supplies for anyone who right. happens upon... Was there a trail? I didn't see a trail. There might have been. They seem to have been hacking through brush by the looks of it. But anyway, in these giant bags, hang bag hanging from the treetops, uh-huh. there's... Well, should, we should say that early in the film it was established that, uh, that uh, Rhodes was pretty adept with the bow and arrow, right? Mm-hmm. He was a bow hunter, you know? Mm-hmm. Nutri-desk, right? Yeah. But, uh, so what does he find in one of these bags? A bow. Yeah. Well, not a steel bow, like a really high-tech bow, but no yeah. arrows. So he has to fashion his own arrows. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. You know, so that's, uh, so then, and then, of course, he finds yeah, shoe polish. Yeah. Because then there's the, you know, you know now he's like, you know, he's, he's on a mission, yeah. right? And then there's the obligatory. Yeah, it's like Commando with exactly. Arnie, where he just yeah. uh, paints his face you with know. the war paint and yeah. gets ready to exact his revenge. Yeah. This, despite being shot in the abdomen and being, uh, falling, yeah, again, 150 feet down a rock face and being bruised, battered, but not unbowed. Yeah. He's, he's still coming. So he fashions he's a bunch like of Jason, arrows. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he fashions a bunch of arrows out of a whole bunch of sticks and he, and he, um, yeah, yeah. He, he looks to exact his revenge yeah. and tail these baddies and so, rescue his daughter. And we should know, we should know that, that despite the fact that, he, that he's an expert marksman, he uh, shoots one of his arrows into a guy's backpack. Yeah. Not into his, not into his shoulder. Not <laughs> into his, his eyeball, like you'd expect, you know, with yeah. 16th century uh, Gallic weaponry. But and, <laughs> he's, you know. And this, this, this is Gary Daniels, who's, uh, who was also in The Expendables, I believe. And he's a pretty kick-ass fighter, action star, British guy. And he... Yeah. Uh, him and Stokol Cole going to just get into a little bit of fisticuffs and uh, great fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. I mean, there was no Stone Cold stunners being delivered. I mean, Austin <laughs> pretty much got the shit kicked out of him. Although he does best him. Um, and in like a recent uh, UFC fight, I saw the uh, one of the moves by Gary Daniels is running up against the side of a tree, using it for leverage and kicking, like by jumping against the tree and then uh, with a spin kick. So that was used in the UFC with a fighter using the cage. For, for leverage in lieu of a tree, obviously, and that, that was pretty amazing. Daniels and is a UFC fighter. No, no, I was just saying in the UFC, someone ah, okay. used the cage okay. to uh, do this this kick, like using the cage for leverage. That was really badass, and i got to say, I've never seen that in a movie, mm-hmm. so kudos to to them for that, but... But, I mean, the rest of the movie is fine. Oh, we've got to say, uh, you know... Because then they make... It's like a, like a fairy tale as well. There's, there's uh, Stone Cold leaves these pebbles... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. for his daughter about that. Uh, yeah. because apparently he's imbued her with with uh, you know all this knowledge of how to survive in the wilderness despite her being this you know uh, you know attached to the hip iPad whatever typical millennial teen but he's left her these little tiny pebbles that tell her I guess it's secretly you know messaging her saying I'm all right or whatever or I'm this way go this yeah way. go this way and this, yeah. yeah and then she you see her give this furtive smile oh you know my my dad hasn't died from the hundred foot fall and the and the you know and the shrapnel wounds in his gut <laughs> he's still he's still alive and kicking so well yeah eventually our bodies make it oh and I should mention too that there's a the female in the group she's got a wonderful name Dominica Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a bit. Yeah, I like that name, Dominica. She's a bit of a, you know. Well, she's she's got her her. Yeah, she's a scrapper too. But and she's got a little bit of a moral compass herself. That when when her the goons her fellow goons start manhandling this this uh, teen daughter of Rhodes, mm-hmm. she intervenes and says, "Hey, you know, like uh, you can't do that and all this other stuff." You know, standing up for her fellow uh, mm-hmm. fellow female. You know. So here's when I really started to get angry. So they, they make it to the uh, to the Canadian border in the wilderness, right? And once again, I had to. Well, yeah, and at this point, I guess Rhodes is dispatched with all of of um, Gil Bello's goons, except for 
Gil Bellows. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the girl. Uh, yeah, and yeah. He's, she's still in tow despite, you know, she's got great survival instincts and, mm-hmm. and she's got developed quite a backbone spitting in his face and yeah. telling him, you know, he's, he can't get away with this, blah, blah, blah. But so he, so here's they, the they get to the Canadian border. Which yeah. basically consists of what looks like a like a like the shittiest little cabin you'd ever yeah. see some and, trading post <laughs> and three like captain kangaroo ass people <laughs> on like red of course it's got to be red you know yeah. skidoos right yeah and of course bells just blows them all away you know because yeah, yeah. hey we're canadians you know we, we yeah we don't carry guns and uh, we may be border services but uh, we just sit here politely on our atvs mm. and just wait for uh, nobody to cross the border by the looks of it except uh, this guy but Gil Bellows yeah, dispatches with all of them by the way I'm so glad they made it to Canadian border when the whole fucking movie was yeah. Canada, but anyway um, so yeah so then I mean you know, the, the rest of the movie is basically trying you know uh, Stone Cold on his fucking skidoo versus the no ATV ATV, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And they're, you know, they're they're going, they're 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 chasing each other throughout the wilderness of Canada. Oh, I, you've got to mention too, this like this, they may be outdoors people, but okay. every ATV is different, right? Mm-hmm. They just hop on these things as if. It's it's like a bicycle, and they yeah. just hop on and yeah. put it in gear, and they blaze right off into the forest, and they're driving it like like it's the you know the third you know it's the you know Return of the Jedi or something mm-hmm. the way they're navigating the forest. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, if, you know, Canada's like the fucking Gobi Desert. Like, there's not even a fucking soul anywhere <laughs> except for these two idiots, you know, on their uh, ATVs. Yeah. And um, you did mention about you know because you you know you you have a affinity for geography that I don't, but I mean, what about the mountains of Montana? Uh, yeah, you're saying that there that there that there are no mountains in Montana. No, there are mountains in Montana, but they they just don't they don't uh, resemble in any way what Vancouver looks like. Vancouver and Washington State mm-hmm. were known for obviously Seattle and all that's pretty. Like the forests there are dense, the treetops like that's there's unmistakable Rockies right there. Mm-hmm. Montana, as as people on IMDb even pointed out. From Montana. That's not effing Montana, but, yeah. but close enough. We'll give them that. Right. It's just the, the biggest egregious geographical gaffe would have been fucking Reno uh, for, for Vancouver. It didn't look a lick like Reno. They didn't mm. even make an attempt. They, might yeah. have, they didn't even use stock footage of, of you know, <laughs> a like a cat- machines or yeah. something, you know, just like, and some like, you know, coins trickling down, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. like some cat house or something. something you know? Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so now, okay, if you, if, if at this point you're still unconvinced that this is a bad action movie, <laughs> now we get to the piece de resistance oh, yes, of the, a bad action movie. And oh, the, is, the final duel between the two surviving, uh, you know, people. Right, but beyond the final duel, it's the mention of the title. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Every action film worth its salt, you have to reference the title. Because it's funny, because it reminds me of The Simpsons, because in The Simpsons, <laughs> you know, I mean, you never hear, you know, John McClane saying, well, now you're going to die hard, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I remember The Simpsons, he was like, he was talking McBain? about... No, not even that, but I remember he was talking to, like, Mel Gibson, he's like, did... Did Payback ever do that? Did Die Hard ever do that? Like, you even take the title of the movie. And, you know, uh, so, you know, that's, that was a funny thing. That, that's Simpson-esque, right? Yeah. I mean, in this movie, of course, you have Stone Cold uttering his... Uh, Immortal line, yeah. When, when I, I hunt, hunt, I hunt, hunt to, to kill. kill. And ergo the title, Hunt to Kill. Which is kind of the point of hunting. You know, not to quibble with his, uh, you know, with his aphorism there, but, you know, what are you doing when you're hunting? Most people don't hunt to maim, you know? <laughs> or, or, yeah, they hunt to kill. So, uh, yeah. You get this ludicrous, ludicrous, ridiculous finale in, in, a, in a, an abandoned sawmill. Why they're in a sawmill? Probably that's because that was at their disposal in uh, you know out in an hour or two outside of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. British Columbia is known for the logging industry. You got a sawmill. Hey, here's a structure. We can just use it for this this 
you know, climactic battle. Uh, Stone Cold uh, tackles Gil Bellows, sends him, you know, from, I guess, the third level of this this uh, sawmill to the, the floor below. And uh, Gil Bellows can take tons of punishment, maybe not to the same extent as, as Stone Cold, but my God, this, this battle is just endless. And this is all being done while Stone Cold, obviously, he should have been just... He should have bled out by this point, mm-hmm. but but still, like again, he's tended to his wound. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So they just battle, 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 and but they battle, 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 and this movie is garbage, garbage, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, again, uh, so Chris, uh, what did you learn from Hunt to Kill? Oh boy. Well, uh, I learned that teenage girls mm-hmm. don't let their solipsism and. Uh, an interest in cosmopolitan and you know and and the Kardashians and makeup fool you. My God, they know how to survive in the wilderness. Even if they didn't grow up in Montana and they're raised elsewhere, my God, the one of the protagonists in this film, she knows her due north. She can navigate with the best of a survivor man. To pick a local mm-hmm. TV example here, yeah. she's incredible. Yeah. Well, I learned there are different degrees of hunting, and I always thought that when you hunt, you hunt to kill. But I guess you know, I mean, there's uh, there's hunted just sort of like maybe flesh wounds, flesh wounds, <laughs> hunt to graze, hunt to graze, hunt to maim, hunt to you know, be putting in critical condition. Yeah. But then there's hunt to kill. So yeah, that's what I learned, and I learned that um, you know, again, when it comes to wrestlers uh, making the jump to movie stardom. Yeah, yeah, there's no the many. charisma in the ring doesn't translate to the silver yeah, screen. Yeah, and two point three million dollars and uh, British Columbia does not make for the most rip roaring action film we've ever seen. <laughs> however, however, this is pretty the damn entertaining. Sheer stupidity of this movie. It yeah. is. It, it is, is direct. Wild, it is direct to video. We got to yeah, say yeah. so. You couldn't have you know. Uh, you know standards that were higher than the, the top turnbuckle right here. You know, like yeah. you had to like keep your your expectations in check. I give it a solid three, mm-hmm. three and a half. Like this is an entertaining fucking movie yeah. with just tons of terrible plot points and pre- Stone Cold's pretty pretty compelling as an actor. He's not wow. half bad. He's, Gil Bellows is yeah. pretty atrocious. Pretty f- He's atrocious, yeah. chewing yeah. the scenery like you know, uh, you know, he you should have bubble gum. You know? Exactly. But, yeah. No, I, I gotta guess. I mean, I, I'm gonna give it two stars. I mean, okay. it was it was I I you know I see why you enjoyed it and I but I, yeah I just I don't know man it's two stars for me. Well, they, they could survive in the wilderness longer than either of us could, as uh, you know, <laughs> died in the wool Torontonians, right? Mm-hmm. The, but anyway, you know, let's. I, I hope to see more from Stone Cold. Yeah, no, he's actually, got a certain certain uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, he's he's well, got some good uh, emotional acting chops. I just found out this morning that there's a film where uh, Stone Cold co-stars with <laughs> Steven Seagal, <laughs> and, and we'll we'll be bringing that to you shortly. We have to track that this. Down. I am going to hunt yeah, to, to kill. To kill. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> on that note, from yeah. our check out www.reallyawfulmovies.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Because really awful movie said so. Yep. Take care. Yeah.